Friends, thanks very much for listening to Poetry Unbound. The Poetry Unbound book is out in loads of places around the world and it's almost out in the US on December the 6th it'll be launched in the US. And they'll make a great holiday gift if you want to buy one or more than one. You can pre-order a copy of the book at poetryunbound.org. And if you're listening before the launch date, you can join us for an online launch in the evening of December the 6th. It's all free and you can register for that too at poetryunbound.org. I look forward to meeting you on the page or meeting you at the launch. My name is Padraig Otuma, and one of the things that enlivens and challenges me about certain forms of art is that they're not just saying, look at me. It's not just an artist saying, look at this event. But somehow the art is looking back at you. So the gaze of the viewer is also being scrutinised. And that might mean that you suddenly have to realise this person isn't a pawn in my story. This person is a person in and of themselves. Their universe is as important to them as my universe is to me. And in fact, their universe might convert or change or challenge my understanding of the universe. Small Talk, or In My Hand, Galaxies, by Benjamin Nakahasebe Kingsley. It looks like the thief rocketed their whole self through the bullseye of my driver's side door, and you're not wrong to expect the old joke about there being nothing in my car worth the thieving. Or maybe I've caught you eye-rolling, please God, not another poem about windows, but I cross my fingers, hope to die, suck on diesel and be hogtied. I'll avoid simile for the eye and soul. And I'll be careful as the fixer's hands who came to pry waterlogged lining from my inner door. Her small boots crunching sun in the glittered puddle of fractured glass. I think how I didn't think to sweep. But even so, she is still kind. I think to get her a glass of tap water now, but then think of all the stairs. She says, this big sol reminds her of Cuba, y tu? She asks, but I don't relish speaking Spanish anymore. I tell her no, I have always lived here in Miami, I lie, but offer my father was a mason, and bueno too at that. I've given her this one fractal truth as if it could be understood not to mistake my soft handshake for ignorance of all the working classes. But she is not thinking of me, only the door's motor grinding. She asks, but what do I do? I hope she will ask if maybe I'm Mason myself. But no, I say I am maybe a writer. Me too, she beams and offers a full palm of what she'd vacuumed from the doorframe. Shattered glass beads of blue refraction. Wonder, she says, wonder at all they have seen. She insists, there, toward the tiny islets in Mimano Galaxias, she says, and I wonder how often I have mistaken myself for the seer, for the seer, and others simply as the scene.
So this brilliant poem by Benjamin Nakahasebe Kingsley has a magnificent tone of casual conversation to it. His car has been broken into, or at least the window has been broken. It looks like the thief rocketed their whole self through the bullseye of my driver's side door. Even the description of that, it makes you think, this is someone who's looking at, how did they do that? Rather than, oh my God, my poor car. And then immediately he addresses us, the readers or the hearers of the poem. And you're not wrong to expect the old joke, you know, about there's nothing in the car worth stealing. And then he's addressing a kind of a poetry anxiety. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm not going to make this into some big simile about windows being a stand in for the eye or the soul. And there is a gathering into a conversation. But underneath that gathering into the conversation, what we're hearing is a certain self-consciousness too, and a certain way within which the speaker of this poem has a certain kind of self-involved anxiety. And I don't mean self-involved in a negative sense. I mean that they're involved in their own world where he's thinking, oh, are you going to think that I'm not working class just because I'm a writer? Are you going to think that just because I start off a poem by a reference to a broken window that I'm automatically going to mean the soul and the eye. Are you going to think this? Are you going to think that? This is the inner world, the inner anxiety, the worry of the writer that's coming across in such a likable way. What's amazing is the intervention of the fixer, the mechanic. She arrives like a spark of light. She arrives like a different tune. And that is held together quite brilliantly in one of the times when he's worried about what's going on, what are you thinking? And he says, she's not thinking of me, only the door is motor grinding. I love how she is focused on what she's doing in her job as the fixer and mechanic and also in her freedom to be herself and to engage with him. She is almost like a counterpoint to his self-consciousness. In the opening lines, he is a little bit apologetic and it's also clever because he is saying, no, stay with me, something's going to happen. And what's amazing is that he too is the site of surprise. He isn't really in control of surprising us as the reader. Somehow in the midst of his car window being broken and the door needing to be fixed and everything involved in all of that, somehow it was the fixer and the mechanic. It was her capacity to hold surprise, her capacity to be in the moment, to not, it seems, be overly burdened with the kind of artistic self-consciousness that he has, even though they're both artists. When he says to her, I am maybe a writer, me too, she beams. I love that verb there, beams. And then she offers a full palm of what she gathered from the doorframe. There's an openness to her, a generosity, a giving. She isn't trying to take anything. She's trying to share something. And there's a, a powerful contrasting of these two characters. I'm not surprised that she captivated his imagination in her skill as an artist, as a person, as a mechanic, because she holds within herself a magnificence of being alive that does really seem to be an invitation to him to find that and to let that spark also be in him, which is what she's inviting him to step into. 
this poem unusually has two titles, Small Talk or In My Hand, Galaxies. It's almost like the poem is trying to consider what is it about or two different ways of looking at the same thing. Just saying that this is a conversation about small talk would perhaps be a way of dismissing the poem. But then he quotes her, In my hand, galaxies, in mi mano, galaxias, is what she says to him in Spanish. And you see in the tension between these two possible titles, the tension that he's carrying in himself. And even in the title, he's inserted a, a space between in my hand, there's a longer space between the word hand and galaxies than there is between the rest of the words in the title. There's so much space even in the second offering. In a certain sense, he is in a galaxy of his own, a galaxy that's turning on itself. And her invitation to him of saying, in mi mano galaxias, that is a way of saying, look at what we can contain. Look at the brokenness that we can contain and look at the beauty of it. It's utterly gorgeous. She insists, ver, watch. And then he calls the little beads of broken glass tiny eyelids. What are they looking at? What are they seeing? He is being seen through this poem. And one of the things that's interesting for him is that the surprise of the poem is that he is the one who's being looked back at and he's trying to capture that experience. It's a defamiliarizing experience. It's unexpected. It causes him to question his place. And in a certain sense, he who is at the center of his own galaxy so much throughout this poem is suddenly displaced. He's seeing that everything is much bigger and he's being brought in to wonder the wonder that she proclaims to him. Wonder, she says, wonder at all they have seen. It's almost like the ambivalence of the title of the poem is held here in the points of view of these two people. One person sees small talk, but the other person sees in me manos galaxias, in my hand, galaxies. There's three instances of a particular phoneme throughout this poem. Fractured, fractaled, and then refraction. And the frac here comes from the Latin verb frangere, meaning break. And the glass is broken. That's the fractured glass. And then there's the fractaled truth. And then as she holds out her hand with the glass beads on it, refraction. It's such an interesting meditation in this poem about breaking the truth, about breaking the glass, and then about light being broken and seeing something new in broken light. She is inviting him to see something in a new way and that he might be seen again, made again in a certain sense, brought into something enormous. And you can hear again his ambivalence in the dual title of the poem, Small Talk or In Mi Mano Galaxias, In My Hand Galaxies. There's something about when you write a poem that you are hoping, I suppose, to be in a certain kind of control about what the poem is going to do. And this poem is such an interesting invitation to artists to consider what would it be like if actually you weren't in control? 
What would it be like if you realized that you're being remade through the art and the art or the experience is looking back at you? How would it be for you to discover rather than describe? fixer when she comes she's not even described deliberately she kind of comes in obliquely because he's saying I'll be careful as the fixer's hands who came to pry waterlogged lining from my inner door he's saying I'll be like her in the way that I unfold the poem so suddenly she's there but she's not actually living and breathing there she's just being used as a way to say oh she's like a metaphor but then amazingly the poem turns and he begins to see her and much more importantly than that he begins to experience being seen by her this is an invitation to him to see himself in you and he is being invited to see an entirely new galaxy and also perhaps to see the fractured things in himself through a new disposition Small Talk or In My Hand, Galaxies by Benjamin Nakahasebe Kingsley. It looks like the thief rocketed their whole self through the bullseye of my driver's side door. And you're not wrong to expect the old joke about there being nothing in my car worth the thieving. Or maybe I've caught you eye-rolling, please God, not another poem about windows. But I cross my fingers, hope to die, suck on diesel and be hogtied. I'll avoid simile for the eye and soul. And I'll be careful as the fixer's hands who came to pry waterlogged lining from my inner door, her small boots crunching sun in the glittered puddle of fractured glass. I think how I didn't think to sweep, but even so she is still kind. I think to get her a glass of tap water now, but then think of all the stairs. She says, this big soul reminds her of Cuba. He too, she asks. But I don't relish speaking Spanish anymore. I tell her, no, I've always lived here in Miami, I lie. But offer, my father was a mason, and bueno too at that. I've given her this one fractal truth, as if it could be understood not to mistake my soft handshake for ignorance of all the working classes. But she is not thinking of me, only the door's motor grinding. She asks, but what do I do? I hope she will ask if maybe I'm Mason myself. But no, I say I am maybe a writer. Me too, she beams and offers a full palm of what she'd vacuumed from the doorframe. Shattered glass beads of blue refraction. Wonder, she says, wonder at all they have seen. She insists there toward the tiny islets in mi mano galaxias, she says, and I wonder how often I have mistaken myself for the seer, for the seer and others simply as the scene.
Smalltalk or In My Hand Galaxies comes from Benjamin Nakahasebe Kingsley's book, Demos. Thank you to Milkweed Editions, who gave us permission to use Benjamin's poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is Gautam Shrikishan, Eddie Gonzalez, Lillian Vo, Lucas Johnson, Amy Chatelaine, Kayla Edwards, and me, Chris Hegel. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Shrikishan and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. Open your world to poetry with us by subscribing to our Substack newsletter at poetryunbound.org. You may also enjoy our other podcast, On Being with Krista Tippett, or our newsletter, The Pause. Visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.